Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? Uh, well, you know, legally I should object to that question, but I'll tell you the truth. We're covering school judgment. Yeah, I realize that is conjecture, I suppose. Yes. Objection, Your Honor, hearsay. Habeas corpus. Habeas corpus. Um, is your dad a lawyer? Yeah, my dad is a lawyer. Nice. Sometimes I'll talk to him and he'll just be like, habeas corpus. Like, I remember all the time in high school, I'd be like, hey, dad, could you uh, could you pick me up? And he'd be like, well, yeah, but, you know, Jordan, uh, subpoena. Um, mm-hmm. I have uh, opening and closing arguments to make. He opened his argument, but he closed his heart. <laughs> Coming this fall, my dad, the lawyer. <laughs> oh my god starring yeah. um jim belushi as the judge yeah jim belushi as the baby judge yeah. i think that, that is the role that he was born to play okay yeah yeah imagine if the judge in this just looked like jim belushi it would work yeah see that's why he'd be the best casting he already looks like an old baby he does it's perfect but yeah let's let's get into it so that yeah. we can explain what you can explain what i just said so jordan though um who was the series by? Obata Tageshi did the art, and then Inoki Nobuaka did the story. So this is actually a two-person deal right here. Which makes sense, because the art was very good. The art was surprisingly high quality in a lot of places, you know? It was very solid. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ran from December 1st, 2014 to May 27, 2015. So we're starting to get into some older, some old hens, you know? Yeah, it seemed like this was back during the time when uh, not every single kid had an iPhone in classes <laughs> because they make a big deal about like the main character having a video game. And I was just thinking, wait a minute, you could tell that this is a couple years old because they mention how the main character brings like a Nintendo DS into class. Well, it is a 3DS. Yeah, but still 3DS, and they make a big deal out of it, and it's like, I don't know, every kid now has, like, an iPhone with them, right? Like... I mean, I feel like in 2014, everyone had an iPhone. I don't know. I, look, I didn't go to I didn't go to high school in uh, 2014 or middle school, as is the case with this. <laughs> yeah. This series ran for 22 chapters and went for three volumes. Mm-hmm. So it was not part of the U19 club, unfortunately. No, this is 019, which is surprising. It's surprising that this series of all series would not be in the U19 club based on the premise. Yeah, the whole, the series has some very uh, Love Rush style elements to it, but we can get into that for our plots. But I'd really love to hear before that your plot summary. David, my plot summary? Yeah, your uh, body of evidence, your, I guess that literally is habeas corpus. <laughs> All right, well, in that case, imagine we're in a court, and and then you just see, like, text, like, from Phoenix Wright, flash forward, yeah. like, flash on the screen saying, like, plot summary, and then it's just like, dun 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 <laughs> Tell me more about what this story's about. Well, here's the thing. You see, it sucked going to middle school, you know? So in 2012, Japan decided to enact a new policy where tiny children will be given actual legal power to deal with the issues themselves. This is known as the classroom arbitration system. Mm -hmm. Tento Nanahoshi stands accused of brutally murdering and dismembering the classroom fish Suzuki, a member of the Josar clan, actually. (laughs) This is bad because the class had just decided in a split 
20 to 19 decision that they actually weren't going to kill and eat the fish. So two little kid lawyers are sent as transfer students to the class. The prosecutor, Pine Hanzuki, who is just, she just is a magical girl and she references Pretty Cure like directly. Mm -hmm. And the main character, defense attorney, Abaku Inugami, who looks exactly like Alucard from Helsing, but little. <laughs> Alucid. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. There we go. Inagami's first action is to argue with the teacher until she lets him play video games in class by owning the shit out of her with facts and logic. <laughs> this is called Ronpa, and it's going to be a big deal because it's what he's obsessed with. Yep. That's literally what he says his main hobby is. Yeah, his main hobby is just like Ben Shapiroing. I was going to say, does he have a Ben Shapiro poster in his room? <laughs> Inugami destroys teacher who doesn't let him play 3DS in With class. With facts and logic. <laughs> Tenno explains to Inugami that Suzuki Joestar was part of Shoku Iku, a real Japanese school initiative where school kids raise an animal themselves to eat it so that the government doesn't have to fucking pay for their goddamn lunch. Popcorn David. Tento feels accused by everyone, and Inugami can't stop owning everyone who talks to him. So they wind up alone, and Inugami tortures a ladybug to show Tento that people tense up when they're scared. Inugami tells Tento that capital punishment is off the table, but he could be sent to Onigashima, a school for ogres. Pine opines that she doesn't know who Inugami is, but maybe he went to Onigashima. Whoa. Yeah, wow, holy shit, the thing we just mentioned, what? Crazy. That definitely felt like a chapter that would have happened like 10 chapters later or later in the series, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Trial starts. That's a reveal. NPNA calls her witness. One of Tento's fake-ass friends decides to say he did it for some Fortnite points or something from PNA. God, what a fucking traitor. You hate to see this. All my homies fucking hate that dude. Yeah, seriously. Then the teacher says that she doesn't know what happened, but dang, it took that kid a long time to get back here when he changed JoJo's water. Then Inagami turned and asked me personally who I thought did it because it literally says, well, we don't have enough time to finish this case in this chapter. You can figure it out on your own. <laughs> it was so good. That was probably the biggest four fall break I've seen since Red Hood. I know. I actually kind of liked it because it was like, oh, hey. So, yeah, I used to read Encyclopedia Brown books when I was a little kid. And what they would always do is they get to the end of the mystery, not tell you who did it, but they would give you time to guess who it was. And then you could jump to the end of the book and read the conclusion to the story. So this this kind of reminded me of that because it was like, all right, kids, now you guess who did it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we probably should have made our prediction just who we thought did it but <laughs> oh i i did oh i just i just thought that would just be like too weird really yeah i don't know maybe i should have done it oh well who do you think did it? who do you think's gonna come back uh i just really didn't have the energy to reread the chapter so i'll just blind guess it was the teacher yeah that was who i was guessing too <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Here's the thing. You know what? That's actually one of my guesses, so I'll explain it when we get there. Yeah, so the, the Jordan, though, I think that's a good segue into first impressions. So overall, yeah. it sounds like we were kind of positive, which is another Love Rush situation where people absolutely shitted on it in the Discord channel, so we'll see if it just falls apart. But it does have a lot of yikes where, much like Love Rush, it seems to weirdly sexualize teenagers. I know what you're talking about with how um, Pine, like, she's in the bath and, like, you see her leg and stuff. <laughs> like, I'm at the point where, like, you know what? I'm just gonna give you guys the benefit of the doubt and just assume that that was to make her appear elegant or pretty or something. Mm -hmm. I, like, I don't have the energy is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's completely fair. I did think it was kind of weird where they showed all the naked kids on Ogre Island. Like, I get what they were doing. It just that was a bit weird. 
Is that a joke? Did I miss that? No, part? there's a little panel where they're stripped naked when he's talking about Ochre Island. Oh my god. Did you not see that? I did not yeah, notice they're that. They're literally on all fours bent over and there's like an adult looking at them. Jesus Christ. Like a cavity inspection. Okay, okay. So that brings me into my biggest issue, uh, or at least the thing that I noticed immediately with this chapter that I think is going to be a huge problem. And that is, as weird as it is, it doesn't go far enough. It's holding back in weird places. I'll give you an example. Inugami turns to Tento and, and he tells Tento, hey, capital punishment is off the table. I think that's a huge issue. I think that like this kind of series only works if you do one of two things. You either go completely fucking like realistic and you just make it like like about like real kids like do you remember that um cartoon um oh what was it Fillmore god that was a great show yeah where where it was like uh like hallway monitors at uh at yeah. a middle school but they took it really seriously like yeah like it was a police yeah, procedural which is the energy this show has yeah no this is the energy that this manga should have but you here's don't think the issue. so it has doesn't have that the way Fillmore treated it was, it's not that they're actually in a real justice system, it's that they're treating it like they're in a real justice system, mm -hmm. you know? The issue with this series is that, like, it wants to have it both ways, where you literally go to an evil ogre high school. Yeah. But the kids are all acting like normal kids, and the teachers are all acting like normal teachers. I wanted some U19 energy in this. I was thinking that, too. Yeah, where it was just like completely fucking ridiculous because there is no real world in which the Japanese government would be like, yeah, whatever, let's just take these little kids, send them as transfer students over to like fucking middle schools, put them through tiny law school so that they can like just straight up have actual legal power. Like that's insane. I would buy it in a completely insane world. Yeah. But because this series holds back, it seems weirder, you know? I think this series is camping be enough to sell me on this they literally have baby judges in an ogre middle school for misbehaving things i mean even in the real ego system you can't do capital punishment for children i think this series's tone is perfectly fine couple things. First of all, the baby judge, best joke in the entire manga. Mm -hmm. Incredible joke. We haven't really explained it, but basically their judge is a baby because if you got any older, you would have biases. Mm -hmm. But the babies all look middle-aged because the stress of being a judge has aged them. Do you think you thought of the kid lawyers or the baby judge first? Um, oh, I don't know, because the baby judge is such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider is the baby judge. Rob Schneider would kill it as the baby judge. Judging crimes before nap time. <laughs> Rated PG-13. What were you thinking about this series, like, in terms of... I thought the series was a lot of fun. I definitely think it harps back to, like, just... This is probably one of the most shonen that legitimately feels like it was written for 12-year-olds that we've read. Yeah. I don't think someone our age would really read it in a very specific way, which may be one of the reasons it didn't do it so well, is, like, a lot of the more successful series do have a strong audience that are over 18. Yeah, I, I kind of suspect this series struggled with that, but I do like that comparison to Fillmore. Also, as we talked about, the art is very good. It's very clearly the product of someone who could put 100% time in the art. Yeah. I actually worry that the art is too detailed and the quality is going to decrease over time because I think the artist just will not have enough time to keep that level of detail. I worry that the art is sometimes like, um, uh, uh, it's hard to explain. It's like sometimes the art is like too stereotypical. Like that's kind of the joke. Yeah. He's going for an extremely like classic anime look, you know, like Pine directly mentions Pretty Cure. And I I guarantee you, like, like I called Inugami uh, Helsing. I would not be surprised if that's intentional. That totally makes sense. 
like the whole series feels like a big Phoenix Wright reference. Yeah. By the way, a small detail I appreciate is that his record is neither terrible nor flawless. I noticed that. I thought that was a very interesting touch. He had, uh, what was it? He had like more wins than losses, but it wasn't like a blowout. Yeah, it was like 54-22 or something. That's a solid record. Yeah. So we also do have to mention the Joe Starfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fish, but it just has like the Joe Star birthmark on it, like right by yeah. its face. Like I guess, I guess on the equivalent of its neck, huh? Yeah. Hey, there we go. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's the protagonist of Part Nine. It's so specific and detailed that it absolutely just has to be intentional. I cannot imagine that being an accident, and I really don't know why. I don't get it. <laughs> Part it was Joe Joe Leon, and this is Joe Joe Fish. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe's sea lion. Yep. Yeah. 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 The series, by the way, kind of reminds me. I know you compared it to New 19, which I had in my notes, but it also reminds me a little bit of philosophy school and that's kind of energy. Well, I think comparing anything to philosophy school is an unbelievable insult, but I understand <laughs> why you made that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Have a nice day. I really appreciate that Inugami just uh, cannot stop being a dick. Just cannot stop. He is well actually the person. Yeah, and the thing is though, that I knew a lot of kids like like that in middle school. I kind of was that kind of kid in middle school. Ah, uh, so David. Yeah, what's up? What do you think's gonna happen next in uh school judgment? Alright, here's where we go. The final trial will be with, with the Supreme Baby Court, who all look super duper old. I can imagine one of them having like a fake beard. They showed a bunch of baby judges, one of them had a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you, you're kind of on point, except I don't know if it'll be fake. Yeah, I think that the main character was sent to ogre school because he was framed for murder. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think we're going to learn more cool science facts. This series had a lot of cool shock BT energy. Oh, yeah, dude. BT would definitely have been a judge in this universe. Or uh, it would have definitely been a lawyer in this universe. Inugami reminds me a lot of BT. Like Inugami and Tento's relationship very much mirrors BT and... Oh yeah, that kid's name was Koichi, wasn't it? Yeah. That relationship, yeah. So yeah, my guesses are, one, the teacher did it. Mm -hmm. Because at the end, Inugami's like, all right, so you remember how I pinched the ladybug and the ladybug totally froze up? Yeah, so that's your hint. Look through here again and find... And like, just think about that. And I looked through it and when he's owning the teacher with facts and logic, yeah. the teacher freezes up <laughs> so i think that's what it is i mean if this is a good lawyer manga then what they're gonna do is have the only character that has not really said much mm -hmm. be the culprit basically yeah that makes sense my second guess is we will never see tento again after this trial yeah i don't see why we would he does not feel like he's gonna be here for very long i do like the ladybug pattern in his hair oh my god i didn't notice that yeah damn Holy shit, there we go. There's some fucking theming. Hey. Oh my god, maybe he did do it. Dun dun dun. Would you respect the series more if he had? It depends how they pull it off. Okay. And my last guess is Inugami used facts and logic to argue his way out of Ogre High School. I like it. Yeah. So, David, would you read another 10 chapters of this? I would. Apparently, we are the only people that like this manga. Well, so here's the thing. I went back and forth on this. I'm not sure if I would because I liked this first chapter, but I just see this premise getting really old really fast. Yeah, they've already had like seven or eight objection pointing instances. 
And the reason why I was saying the series doesn't go far enough is that if it went further, like if ironically, if it was more like another school detective case, uh, Danganronpa, which is the same word as Tucker pointed out, yep. then I'd be like, okay, so some really crazy shit's going to happen. But because they toned it down, I don't think it's going to get that fucking crazy. So honestly, I would not read another 10 chapters of this. That's fair. I just really want to know if our guess is right, to be honest. Yeah, I would read another chapter of this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we made it 10 chapters because it's more difficult. Yeah. I uh, also feel like this series would be perfect that they had like a coloring page. Like, <laughs> like, like just color it yourself. Oh, uh, so you mentioned this is a series that was made, seems like it was made for 12 year olds. And I think that might be an issue because what a lot of people don't realize is that kids, the series that they get attracted to is often series that makes them feel like they're adults. Yeah. I worry that maybe if this, well, the series did flop, maybe the issue is that it treats kids like kids a little too much. I don't know. It's literally about children doing a very complex adult job. Yeah. But it's literally the- children acting like adults. But the crime that they did was cutting up the school fish using kindergarten scissors. Mm -hmm. And like, it seems kind of a little bit too much like a direct, oh man, what if little kids were like super cool and powerful? And like, by comparison, like Naruto, they're like cool ninjas and stuff like that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. kind of a ridiculous world you can place yourself into. Yeah. School judgment feels a little bit too close to real while still being obviously ridiculous. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but David, so what is your power word? My power word is libertarian. Speaking of ridiculous, yeah. The most facts and logic-based political philosophy. Um, actually, uh... Well, um, actually. Well, actually, uh, objectivism, mine ran. Yeah. (laughs) How about you? Mine is fishy. I like it. This is a fishy case, I would say. Scale also would have been a good one because of the fish, but also, like, the judgment scales. Ooh, not bad. bad. But you know what else isn't bad? What? Our Q&A, so you ready to go into that? Yeah, let's go to the Q&A. All right, we got some fantastic questions. As always, if you want to have us answer your question, feel free to post it in the questions for Shonen Flop on our Discord. Open to everyone. Try and prioritize people that have not asked questions before or haven't had theirs answered in a long time. On that note, let's go with friend of the show, Hassan Legend. He hasn't been, uh, he's been a little under the weather, so hopefully he's still getting a speed of recovery. He asks, if you had to eat one of the straw hats, which one would you eat? How about you, Jordan? So, I mean, the obvious choice is Chopper. Yeah. Another one is Jimbe, just because he's the <laughs> biggest one. Like, you know, he's got, like, the most, yeah. most meat on him, but I could never bring myself. I'm proud of you for taking that interpretation instead of being, like, Robin. No. <laughs> All the girls are so skin and bones. It's like... That's not what I mean by eating. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think what I would do is I would trick Chopper into getting into like, what was it, armor point or shield point or something? Yeah. Yeah, so he was like big and poop. He was like big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I'd do it. What about you, David? Which one would you eat? The same. I mean, it's really, it's Chopper's the only good answer. He's the emergency food supply. Wait a minute. Hold the fuck on because now I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm putting on my Fujimoto lens and I'm remembering Fire Punch. Could Robin just be an emergency food supply? No, because it it directly hurts her. So I think if you like cut off a limb, I think it would make her lose that limb. I was thinking about that too. First of all, how has that never happened before? But second of all, okay, I'm glad that you can't canonically do a fire punch scenario to Nico Robin. That's yeah. good, actually. Yeah, that, that manga was weird. All right, but you ready to go to the next question? Mm-hmm. So, from The Laughing Fool, are there any shonen flops you think deserve a second chance? Every single time we say something's not a flop, that's what we're saying. Yeah, pretty much. All right, next one. ZZ Digital asks Marvel or DC? Dark Horse. I would say DC for the comics, Marvel for the movies. 
Honestly, they're the same. They're the fucking same. They are. No, like, look, the, the big difference is that DC has more interesting villains, and I think Marvel generally has more interesting heroes, but, like, even that isn't true. Even that varies from superhero to superhero. It's like comparing WCW and WWE. It's like, they're, they're the same. Same, but different. They each have good comics, and they each have bad comics, is the thing. That makes sense. Understandable. They're, I mean, their fucking cosmological universes were both designed by Jack Kirby, and they're both basically the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you ready to go to the next question? <laughs> yeah, so the answer is DC because Disney doesn't own it. So. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. Next question. This comes from Staghorn who asks, given that Chainsaw Man is such an impossibly high bar to clear, have you ever considered using a less good series as a standard to compare good series to? Well, no, that's the joke. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> uh, you really just want to measure it to perfection. Like, if it wasn't Chainsaw Man, I think we'd do One Piece, you know? Yeah, or Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Like, the whole point is that it's a completely ridiculous comparison that you would never expect manga that got canceled after 20 chapters to match up to. Exactly. Fun fact, though, we actually, in our Chainsaw Man rec episode, compared it to One Piece. So, actually, that's exactly what we would have done <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't Chainsaw Man. There you go. Our final question is one, Jordan, I know you have been very excited about, so I saved this one yes. for last, from Ozzy Rat. If you could pick any period from art history to live in, which would you pick, and who from that period would you mentor? So this one's tricky because there is a caveat where this only works if I have some kind of time machine and can leave this era like immediately because the era I'm picking is uh, Weimar Republic Germany right before the Nazis took over. <laughs> okay. There was a school called the Bauhaus that I love talking about. They basically invented modern design. Mm-hmm. Like, if you buy a tea kettle right now, the reason why a tea kettle kind of looks like the way that it does is because that's how the Bauhaus designed it. Really? So many uh, kitchen appliances were just straight up designed by the Bauhaus. It's actually really interesting. I highly recommend people look into it. And they would bring in, like, these amazing teachers. The one guy in particular I'm thinking of is Russian abstract art pioneer Wassily Kandinsky. Kandinsky, amazing. He's the guy who would try and basically paint music. Oh, that's cool. He taught at the Bauhaus until the Nazis decided that they were too modernist and therefore Jewish, and so they had to be shut down. You know, oh, it's, God. it's how it is. So, so that's why I would get in the time machine and leave, basically. Oh, that is right. You are Jewish, aren't you? No, actually. Oh, my. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, my God. Am I? Yeah, last I checked. Or you've said some very inappropriate things that you probably shouldn't have if you're not Jewish. Oh, no, I'm getting canceled now. Yeah, no, I was bar mitzvah. <laughs> you know, I, got the, I got the cottage cup. Oh, my. All right, but thank you all for your wonderful question. And I also want to say thank you, Jordan, for editing the Chibi episode. You are very welcome, David. Thank you for editing the main episode. Oh, anytime. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. Thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Thanks to Lou for being our community producer. You can find his work at LukeHair.com. Thanks to T-Root, Rat, T. Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find them on select episodes. We try and come out as they can. Thank you in particular to Wolfwood who is listening right now. Yes. Thank you, T. Wolfwood. I also want to thank Dylan for being our super terrific editor. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. You can find us on his podcast, Anime Out of Context. 
Yeah, buddy. And you can also find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast. And as we mentioned before, come join us on the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, Patreon or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. Yeah, so I'll have a book club and do regular movie nights. We're going to be watching Blues Brother in like a week from when you hear this. It's going to be a ton of fun. Had one of our very awesome transcription member teams, Aussie Rat, suggest to watch it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And though, if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep growing, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks like bonus episodes on Magu-chan, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, and PPPPP, which, Jordan, it has not been canceled yet. No, but Ayashiman has. You can even be talking to us during the shore warm-ups or help us decide what series we cover next. Find us at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And on that note, I'm going to read off some of our awesome patrons. Starting off with our super terrific chainsaw patrons, we've got pterodactyl ghosts tracking roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons wolfwood. And want to go hasties on a baby. Mm, I don't think Rachel would approve that. Next no. up, King of the Forest, we have Albie, Cameron H, Gabe Landau, Kylie Denton, Mark, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend, Scarlett Mirmadin, T, The BB King, BB The, and then moving down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Alexander Zorak, Blah Mumu, BS, Dylan Kreider, Generic Man, Hans, Marabara, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra, Shingo Sekimoto, Silly Rookie, Simping for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, The One Welder Guy, Trevor Schechner, and Yaji Black. Yeah, thank you, everybody. You guys rule and are more important to us than non-patrons. So we love you all, but we love some of you more. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can buy our love is what I'm saying. Yee. And then, though, if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much-requested Gomez Moon and Mashal Punching Harry Potter shirts, along with the cover art from this episode and a portion of the proceeds go back to the original artist, to boot. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's everything. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Tune in next Monday for our... Our full episode on school judgment. And David, who's our guest? We're going to have Zach from the One Piece podcast on, who is an actual oh lawyer. So we've been saving this manga for a special occasion like that. Whoa, that's amazing. Hell yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>